when you stop blaming the other person and you realize you are responsible for 100% of how you respond to things, things just start flowing better. And you're not angry, you're not upset, you're not lonely, you're not anxious. Welcome to Modern Happiness, where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high-performing guests choose happiness, covering topics such as fitness, mindset, relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleaford. What's up, everybody? Matt and Taylor here. And we wanted to remind you as a thank you for listening to our podcast, if you leave a five-star review and a written review, we are giving away a $150 Amazon gift card. So please, again, leave a five-star rating and then review the podcast. So not only can you possibly win $150, but we get a chance to shout you out. And here we go. Taylor's going to give you the shout-out of this week. Just kidding, everybody. It is still me. I'm going to read the review this week, and this is by TLV. The title is Stimulating and Uplifting. He, she says, Matt and Taylor go above and beyond to dive deep into the topics regarding the mindset, language, and habits of choosing a happy outlook on life. They are both well-versed coaches in the realms of shifting someone's mindset and bringing that experience in creating an engaging journey for the listener. Thank you, TLV, for the review. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoy this next episode with Manny Trujillo. Welcome back, guys. Happy to have you. We are currently in Loveland, Colorado. It's a beautiful, sunny day here at CrossFit Loveland with our guest. Super excited to be back with you. What's up, guys? Yeah, I really want to set the stage here. We're in Loveland, Colorado. We got Manny Trujillo, owner of CrossFit Loveland in Loveland, Colorado. It is January 31st. It is what, like 50 degrees, feels like 70, and we are outside in crop tops, and we're just living the dream. Manny, welcome to the podcast. How you doing? Gentlemen, I'm doing swell. Fucking amazing. No complaints. Swell. Swell and fucking amazing. It feels, I mean, like it legit feels like summertime when, what, Tuesday? We we probably wouldn't even be able to set up out here. And now the snow is like nowhere to be found. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's, 300 days of sunshine, baby. That's dude, why we live here. It's so great. And to be tanning, half tanning. Mm. Yeah. I know this crop, this crop top might not make it through the whole podcast. Trying to get that vitamin yeah, D. That's rip fair. it off. I'm with that. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the record, uh, how do you like your crop top? Uh, this is by far the best fitting crop top yep. I've ever had. Manny handmade it. I've got CrossFit Loveland. Um, it's perfect. Yeah, you guys will see this. Go to go to the in, go one of our Instagrams. You will see Taylor in this. I mean, we all got crop tops on, but yeah, Taylor is really up. rocking up. this one. I feel I need to make a how-to crop top video. I think you do. Because like, I think they're making a comeback. And, yeah. I always get nervous cutting the crop top. I'm like, I'm going to mess up the sleeves. I'm going to be yeah. too short. And then you're seeing too much nipple, uh-huh. too much under boob. Uh-huh. I can't be giving everything away, you yeah, know? You can. But you nailed it. You can. One try. Thank you. Straight. One try. One try. <laughs> All right. Should we start with some rapid fire questions? Yes, man. You like to dive in some rapid fire. Let the audience kind of get to know you a little bit. Okay. All right. Are you, you ready? ready? Yeah, I am, but I'm going to change my answer tonight. So that's after fine. I, after okay. I think that's, about that's it. the beauty of life. Yeah, it's usually like t- like 10 days later. I'm like, shit, I should have said this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, here we go. Where are you from and where do you live now? Uh, originally from Santa Fe, New Mexico, down south. And the New Mexico, not the uh, old Mexico. Mm. I, get, I get that a lot. Mm. Yeah. A lot of people really get confused. Um, <laughs> and currently live in Loveland, Colorado. Hell yes. What is your favorite thing to do for fun? Um, so probably has to do something with my super rad hot girlfriend, Kinsey. Um, something in the mountains. Like we'll either camp, run, hike, fish, 
anything in the mountains, really, yes. or yeah. out or outside at least. So Hell yeah. yeah, hashtag Colorado. Hashtag Colo. You know, radical. Colorado. Okay, what's your walk-up song? Oof, my walk-up song. Um, I think I'm bossy. By I think it's Kellis. Kellis. I'm Complete. bossy. I'm the girl I've seen on the track. Wow, I love that. You know Let's I mean? go. Yeah. Thank you for saying. We I didn't re- even have to ask. When, no. Usually, I don't know. It's been a common occurrence where I haven't known the song. Okay. And I'm like, can you sing it? And people don't. You yeah. just went right for it. I just love went it. for it, dude. I love it. All right. Uh, favorite book? Oof. Favorite book. Um. So favorite, I guess, fiction book would be John Grisham, The Bleachers. Um, super, Ooh, yeah. John Grisham John, guy. John Grisham's I, legit. Yeah, I'm yeah. right there with you. Yeah, he's he's cool. The Bleachers, I really liked that since a young age. I never liked reading, but it's about football and actually tells like a pretty good story. Um, so that's probably my favorite non or my favorite fiction book. And then my favorite um, nonfiction book, or I guess self-help book would probably be Obstacles the Way. I'm sure, you guys, have, yeah. I'm sure you guys have heard of that. Uh, Real quick, you know, Ryan Holiday, go ahead. We're looking for that discount code. Yeah, yeah. 100%. We refer everyone to your book, so. 100%. Yeah, whenever before, you're ready. Before people take my course, I tell them to read it. I know Taylor's gifted it about 10, 20 times. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you're that welcome, was, Ryan. And that was the reason I got it. And then two, Turn Pro by Stephen Pressfield. Mm. Yes. Have you Almost. read, uh, I always get this wrong, the War of Art? Yeah. I think he has the War of Art and then the Art of War. I think. Well, one, no, one is the art of war is like uh, some other book. Totally something. Else, That's like yeah. the original. Yeah. Um, and then he wrote the War of Art. Okay, yeah, I've not is, I've not touched on that yet. You should. Okay. You'll it's like amazing. Yeah. 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 Turn yeah. pro's legit though. Yeah. Every fucking day I'm like turn pro. It's, Taylor actually bought that for me. We're gonna we're, we'll do an episode on that. Yeah. Stay yeah. tuned. Turning oh, yeah. pro. Okay. Sorry, I got off there a little yeah. bit. Uh, do you have a nickname? Just Manny. Manny. Manfred. Man for man. Um. Manford and Sons. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, And what did you want to be when you grew up? Obviously an NFL star. Yeah. Like 100%. I wanted to be in the NFL, baby. Um, What position? Running back. Nice. Yeah, yeah. But then as my genetics started to develop and my height and weight started to show, I was like, I'll go to college. I'll tinkle with this. But (laughs) yeah, I ain't no Danny Woodhead or... uh, Austin Eckler status. Yeah, and just know. be clear, you said I'll tinkle with it. <laughs> tinkle with it. Yeah, I meant to yeah. say tinker, but I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tinkle with it. Tomato, yeah, now, but, uh, tomato, potato, right? <laughs> yeah, that's yep. a that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, there. right. Yeah. Uh, okay, last question. What's the best purchase you've made of one hundred and fifty dollars or less? Mm, that's a great question. Um, one hundred fifty dollars. That's like usually all my purchases, though, um, except for like high ticket offers um that i accept but oh god dude why didn't we start with this one and then come back to it um you know first thing that comes to mind something you use all the time i mean obviously shoes crossfit shoes perfect with that guy yeah Yeah. perfect love it awesome all right so manny we said we sent one questionnaire yeah uh you had some really great answers and I honestly don't even know where to start. I could start at any place. I'm yeah. passing off to Taylor right Perfect. now. Perfect, <laughs> I got you. So a uh, little background, Manny is owner of CrossFit Loveland, mm-hmm. owner of a CrossFit gym. I'm curious, what made you want to be an entrepreneur? What made you want to own a gym? So um, from a young age, my my dad was a woodworker, owned his own woodworking shop. Um, summer breaks, winter breaks as a kid was were not a thing. It was, you know, if we had even a snow day, it was putting on our work clothes and going to work with our with our dad. So I guess seeing 
um, seeing him create a product and just be so passionate about a product and he decides his fate. You know what I mean? It's no longer like I'm going to get a steady paycheck. It's if you want money, you're going to hustle. If you don't want to get paid, then you're just going to sit back and let the world sort of, you know, play its course and see if it works in your favor or not. So from a young age, my brother and I worked with my dad. God, man, there's times when we'd hit two days, you know, we'd get done with practice five, six o'clock, go work with him until eight, nine o'clock, wake up the next morning, go back to two days. And um, just the idea of hard work was in graved in us and we knew hard work meant good payout you know mm. and um i didn't like people telling me what to do either like i respected people like my coaches like i respected them because they sort of guided me but sort of the idea of a boss who just said like do this and if not you will get fired there'll be repercussions i was always like get fucked you know like the, i, I want to be responsible of like the effort that i put into things and um even at that you know my grandpa same thing my grandpa was like didn't even graduate high school. He stopped going to school when he was a middle schooler, worked, you know, in um, all kinds of farming fields. And then once he got into construction, I mean, the dude would be, he was a foreman. And then at lunchtime, he would go and insulate houses to make some extra cash. And then he worked up, got his construction company. Both my uncles had construction companies. So I was just around that. I was around business owners. Like, and it wasn't so much I envied their life that they were living. It, they worked their ass off for it. But I saw that you put in the work and you could do this at a corporate job. You can do this at any job, really, if you're passionate and you care about it. But I saw the hustle and I saw that if you really wanted to make something of yourself and leave a legacy, like an entrepreneurial sort of direction was why I appreciated it more mm. than anything. Yeah. So what has been the journey to owning CrossFit Loveland? Have you have you worked a nine to five before or have you just been entrepreneurial forever? Uh, yeah, I was a nine to fiver. Actually, um, in college, I worked at two separate call centers. And that was probably the worst thing ever, but it was also like quite amazing because you got to see like corporate policy, procedures, stuff like that, how it was important. But I literally would sit in a desk in a cubicle with a bunch of other fucking people and just <coughs> listen to people complain and, and bitch and moan, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think I always like to see things good. I learned how to be, say, empathetic, compassionate towards individuals because just because like the worst thing that happened of their whole entire life happened to be they got charged a late fee on their phone bill. Like that's still not for me to decide what's what's their happiness or what they should be or their fish that they should be frying, essentially. Um, but so I have done the nine to five jobs mm -hmm. and I've hustled at those in any um, even before CrossFit Level and I worked for a cabinet company and moved my way up through the company, even though there's like one or two tiers. Like I, I stepped up through that because I worked hard and I was a yes man, you know, and that was like the hustle and the hard work is you say jump how high, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Hey, we need this done. All right, I'm on it. You know what I mean? I took every opportunity to sort of work and um, provide that sort of standard that I'm here to make money and to like be the best that I can. And then that got old, you know, that got old because after a while, it's the same shit over and over and over and over and over again. Right. We're like now breaking through that nine to five, even from owning CrossFit Loveland, the amount of hoops that I've had to work through and the amount of challenges that have come about. It always keeps you on your toes and it keeps you guessing. And with ever changing world, like, you know, people hate CrossFit. People love CrossFit. Now the economy's drained. The economy's doing great. Like there's always a new challenge that presents itself that keeps me on my toes and that keeps me a little bit more kind of um, locked in. Man, talk about the obstacles of the way, a call center. I don't know if you knew this, there's a there's an old podcast I listened to with Josh Bridges and he early on was working at a call center and he told a similar story of like, worst time of his life, that was like right before he ended up going into the military. Yeah. Um, and 
it's interesting you talk before we got on this podcast we were kind of just hanging out in the gym uh and we were all talking about like you sometimes you got to go through some shit mm -hmm. to really figure out where you want to go what you want to do i'm curious you know having gone through all those things and now being an owner how different do you think it would have been if you know let's say in your early 20s you were a gym owner mm -hmm. i think well first off you know i think it's where i'm at because i feel i feel it's like a two-way street right if because i went through the stuff that i went through I'm a lot more equipped to handle it right now, which, you know, maybe yeah. I would have done so in the 20s, but, you know, maybe there would have been, I would have gotten into this and I probably would have lost passion for it, you know? I do believe, though, had I had the tools to do this, I would obviously be a lot further along, but I think I would be a lot more, I think I would probably be just as fulfilled, maybe a little bit more fulfilled, right? Because I would have understood the direction that I was wanting to go to, I wouldn't quote unquote waste my years at a call center trying to launch a woodworking business with my brother, work for other people and make them money. I feel I would have been further along in, in knowing like how I am now. I could have seen myself probably there by the time I was 25, 24 maybe instead of 30 years old. But then also that, like, cause that is a good question. Like would I have actually been different or would I have had that victim mindset that I knew I had at that time mm -hmm. and started this. And then first or second challenge that maybe might've come up, I would have probably been like, no, I'm done. You know what I mean? So it's interesting. I think like I probably would have, I probably would have been better for it, but like, it's, it's hard to say, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, uh, this is kind of a reoccurring question on our podcast, but also in life, I'm literally asking everyone this, but I, I want, I want, I want you to answer this. Between taking the call center, you mentioned before this podcast, you, you briefly touched on it now, starting three different woodworking companies with your brother yeah. and those not being successful or whatever happened um, and then getting up to owning this gym. The question is, do you think you can make a wrong decision in life? No. Yeah. Elaborate. Right? Yeah. It's, tell me more. So, so I mean, because it, it's all about perspective, right? It's like... It's this thing, it, it's this idea that your dad's an alcoholic. You can either be an alcoholic because your dad was an alcoholic or you can not be an alcoholic because your dad was an alcoholic, right? So it's all about like how you perceive things. So there's plenty of decisions that were made. And at that time, that was the best decision for me. Mm -hmm. So at that time, it made sense for me to get a, a job at a call center. It made sense for me to try and open the woodworking business with my brother to then go work for somebody else and then try again and, and go through that two more times. So there really wasn't a wrong decision. It just wasn't the right decision for what I was wanting to achieve, right? The right decision for me to be where I'm at right now was to open up a gym when I was 21, right? Yeah. Like like that like yeah. that would have been the right decision for me, but I didn't know that, you know? At yeah. that point, like I had all the material to become a personal trainer since I was 19 or 20 years old. Never even touched on it. Right. I did not like touch it at all. I had it there. I would read through some of it, but it wasn't calling me at that point, you know, where maybe I could have now gone back and told myself, hey, Manny, you should really think about being a personal trainer, dude. You're not going to regret it. Mm -hmm. But I might have not been ready at that time. Man, you just yeah. this is the question I want to ask you. So, yeah, we asked you earlier, what advice would you give your younger self? Yeah. And you had mentioned um, telling yourself to get into fitness earlier and that sort of thing. And then the, the follow up question is, you know, would your younger self have listened to that advice or was your younger self ready to receive that advice? That's a good question. I feel, I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like I, if, if I could go back and if I could say, get into the fitness space, 
I probably would have been ready to hear it, but I was smoking way too much pot and I was content in life. Mm. So like I probably would have been ready to hear it, but I would have probably been more prone to giving up after one failure. Mm. You know what I mean? So I probably would have stepped in. I probably would have applied or gotten my PT. But the second I didn't make a first sale or I didn't get a, a, a or didn't get a job application or I didn't get the job, I probably would have been like, I told you it wasn't for me where now. I'm fucking failing every day, multiple times a day, like like stepping outside that comfort zone to say like, dude, ask 20 people if they want to work with you. And if you get all no's, that's fine. You still stepped out and you asked them and tomorrow you're going to wake up and you're going to do the same thing over and over yeah. and over again, right? Every no is one, one more closer to a yes. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But I think too, mindset at that time, I, I probably would have given up, you know, because that's what happened was when I went to college, I played football. And I loved it. I played my first year. Uh, I got to travel with the team. Fucking phenomenal experience, but I didn't pay attention in school. So then I was at an academic suspension the second year, learned about marijuana and how much fun it could be. <laughs> Started smoking a bunch of reefer. I was on the <clears throat> practice squad and just didn't give a shit. And at that point I was like, I, it was easy for me to quit, right? I was like, this isn't for me. You know, Alamosa wasn't fun. I wasn't getting anywhere. I wasn't playing like it was a waste. So it was easy for me to quit. And then that's when I started like adopting that mindset Mm -hmm. that once things go south, you just stop. Here's why I completely agree with you, because if you were a gym owner at 23, let's say uh, a a failure would have happened Mm -hmm. and you would have quit. You gave up the gym. But now you're a gym owner and you go through covid and you loved it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you told us you loved it and you learned so much from it and you didn't give up. You like pushed even harder and survived through COVID or we're still in it right now. But um, yeah, it, but it you had to develop that mindset through all, all of your choices, through being at the call center, through doing three different woodworking and failing and all and those building those companies. Um, so yeah, you had to learn those lessons. Otherwise you would have had the gym earlier and, and that could have been the dream at the time. Yeah but you never would have made it out because you didn't get those life lessons. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, we always have opportunities, right? It's if we seize the opportunity or if we continue to chase the same opportunities, it's not like, you know, people don't just get lucky. You know, people who work hard get lucky because they're constantly putting themselves out there to receive that luck. Mm -hmm. If I just sat here and I did this every single Mm -hmm. day waiting for something good to happen, probably not going to happen as, as much as I want to manifest it or, or throw it out there to the universe, manifest like, it, manifest it. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. We worked together and you didn't tell me that at all, bro. <laughs> what the hell, he's, man? Got, he's got to hold back a little, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah like, fair can't, enough. he can't give it all. To yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, like there's like, you know, luck favors hard work. And so I think it's, if you want to keep chasing it, like if it's super important to you, you're going to do whatever it takes. Right. It's like a relationship. It's like a job. It, I mean, hell, it's even like an addiction. You know, if it's important to you, then you are going to keep chasing that so you can get it every single time. If it's not important to you, then wipe your hands and walk away. Mm. You know? Mm. Yeah. Every Everything in life is about value. And it's, it's always funny. I'm sure you get this a lot. Coaching at a gym, people say they don't have time or they can't afford maybe a gym membership, right, to work out. But it's they just don't value it. Yeah. It's not important enough. We all have 24 hours in a day. Yep. Um, and yeah, there's a I think it's Stoic philosophy. There's a quote that luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Out of all the days that a truck and trailer yeah, can around. drive through here on, yeah. a, on a fucking Sunday. Just say it again, Stoic philosophy. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so Stoic philosophy, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Mm -hmm. So the opportunity is the luck part, right? Yeah. You can't plan for that, but you can make sure you're ready yeah. when you have that opportunity. So uh, I'm curious, we talk about this, it sounds like <clears throat> there's the old Manny yeah. who viewed failure very differently or um, hard work. And then now today who you are, let's talk about COVID 2020 yeah. opening a gym. Uh, what was that like? What is that like today? It was interesting. Um... So what was crazy about it, first off, was that we literally had a competition that Matt was shooting at that Saturday. And then that Monday is when they shut everything down, right? Yeah. So as leading up to that, and as we started to see like some of the other gyms like started to shut down, I started digging. Like I started seeing like, what are these other gyms doing? And that's just how I kind of saw like, oh, they were going to online. They were renting out equipment. They were creating, you know, online workouts. They were doing Zoom stuff. So immediately I, sent out an email to all the members and I said, you know, Hey, we're monitoring this, you know, very carefully. Like as soon as we know more information, like we'll let you guys know. Um, but then it got shut down and we were like, that's it. Like we're, we have to, we have to rent out equipment and we have to start doing, you know, um, zoom stuff. Cause I think they said it was like two weeks to flatten the curve and we're several weeks <laughs> we're uh, that. yeah almost, almost a year <coughs> almost 52 point. weeks to yeah, find i it. know i um, i i thought oh yeah a couple couple weeks maybe a month we'll be back to it yeah um it's but, been quite the ride it's been quite the ride so we lost 30 percent of our membership probably within that end of that month right because i think it was like march 13th or 14th is when everything shut down so after that when it came time to renew 30 percent of our members are also small business owners they're like we have no idea what this is going to do for us so we need to cut back so we're like yeah. respect it like let us know if you need anything like let us still help you you know we still rent it to them as well because i'm like you guys are my people like this is not you guys being dicks or anything like you guys gotta watch your own and i would much rather you guys use the equipment than it just sit here for eventually three months, you yeah, know? Awesome. So then we, we did the whole Zoom thing and like that worked out great for us. We even sort of branched off and we did three separate workouts every single day. We did the CrossFit workout, we did a strength workout and we did a endurance workout. So for those three months, I was programming three workouts um, a day um, for separate ones too. And then on top of that, to add value, we were saying anybody who was wanting to quit, this is a great time for you to work on, you know, your personal goals. So if you want some individual programming, like we'll offer that as complimentary, right? Because we needed to do whatever it took. As far as the business went, we literally had to do all of that to keep these doors open essentially, or to keep this place. We didn't have any sort of rent forgiveness. We didn't get any PPP, like any wow. PPP loan, any idle, like we got literally none of that. So it was survival mode for us. And so for those, you know, three months, we did what we had to. And then once we opened back up, obviously we followed their, what they recommended. So, you know, the squares and having a sanitation like area in each, in each um, area, um, keep equipment low, no partner workouts, no ropes, no nothing. So, um, you know, it's been, it's been interesting to sort of I guess look back at a simpler time when we didn't have squares. You know, now it's like now it's like you come in with your mask, you go to your square, you take it off, and then you're good to go. You yeah. know, um, whereas before it was, sure, 15 people, come on in. You know, right. but that really just made me focus, or that made me realize like I was not prepared. Like it doesn't matter. It no one was prepared for the pandemic, but as a business owner and as an individual, I was not prepared for that. It could be a pandemic. It could be a recession. This whole world can burn in one day and what do I have? So then that's when I really got serious and thinking like, I need to make this gym bulletproof. Like I need to make the business, if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, that this gym can survive. Like if this happened again, we'd have to close our doors. 
you know, and I'm not, and I'm okay with that. Right. Like it's fine. I, cause if this closes, I just start another gym. If that closes, I just start another gym. I'm like the Michael Scott paper. I was about to say, you're like, <laughs> Michael Scott. I'm like I have, I have, I have so many, I have plenty of names, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, so like that's, that's when I truly realized I was like, I'm not ready for this. Like I'm treating this as, as a hobby and not a profession. And then that's when I really decided to step up my game, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that's when I needed to find different, revenue streams that's when i needed to see about making more money how can i how can i give more to my members provide more to my members how can i provide more to my community and like we survived thankfully on some slim freaking margins and you know still like a lot of work that had to be done and then even at that once we got into normal classes i was working 30 classes a week like coaching 30 classes a week dude and cleaning in between each class right going above and beyond for any of the other members who still weren't coming in. We were still having to do Zoom. I was still, until the end of June, I was still, uh, I don't know if you knew, but but I was doing um, at-home workout videos every single day. On, wow. our, on, our, on our YouTube channel, we have 80 videos of workouts that include a warm-up, a skill work, the workout, and we demoed all of them. So every single freaking day, <clears throat> I had to record that video. So I was coaching 30 hours a week, I was recording a video every single day of the workout and then still having to work with Zoom people and I was done. Like through the summertime, I was like, this, I cannot do this. This yeah. is not sustainable Man, at all. That is exhausting for, for those of you who have never coached a CrossFit class. 30 hours a week is like at least 60 or 70 hours at an office job. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, 100%. Coaching a class, we talked about this before, is like performing every and you're doing the same thing right so if you coached you know six classes a day it's mm-hmm. six hours of the same thing on repeat and these people are coming in and expecting like this is the best hour of their day yep. so you got to give them all your energy and it is just exhausting so 30 hours might not sound a lot but that is ridiculous <laughs> i think I, I think when i had 16 and then some personal training you know in between that yeah those were hard weeks yeah. i'm like i don't want to do this forever i can't exactly. especially yeah. bringing my energy i'm like you're the same way manny yeah. like bringing that high energy is it's so exhausting. Yeah. And and you did, right? So, like so, so 30, oh my god. It was it was rowdy. Yeah. So even even up until I would say honestly up until November is when I held that 30 hours a week wow. sort of schedule, That's you impressive. know. And yeah, it was it was very very aggressive and then I started taking on some PT clients cuz financially too I wasn't where I wanted to be. I was still recovering from COVID. We had to make some adjustments so then I was doing PT stuff on top of that. And then for us, we provide uh, on-ramp, but we do it in a one-on-one setting. So after COVID, we had 15, between you know June and say September, we had 15 people sign up, which was great for us. But then that's a, an additional four hours per person mm-hmm. on top of the 30 hours. I was smoked, like yeah. just destroyed. And then, so then that's when I realized, I was like, okay, I can't be a coach anymore. Like I need to be the business owner, mm-hmm. you know? Cause then the business side was suffering I wasn't able to get as much traffic in here. I wasn't doing the front end things that I needed to because I spent all my time on the floor. Um, so then that made me realize the importance of having a coach and having a full-time coach, one that is potentially like definitely better than me. Um, I brought him on. I, I took a little hit from like what I was getting and I was like, shine baby, you know? And then that was another three months of me shadowing him, um, like working with him sort of on how we do things here. He's a phenomenal coach, but like, this is how we do things here. And so it wasn't until I think one week before Christmas where I pretty much got all my classes like reduced, like cut in half. And yeah, it was magical, magical, man. Yeah. And then on top of that, too, you know, I took I took Matt's course, which, by the way, is phenomenal. Is it literally was like 
talk about manifesting like it was the perfect time to have you and 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 your course as far as like what i was wanting to do and just the importance of like being present and not just having your hands in so many pots or wearing so many hats like be the person that you were meant to be and delegate and find people that can do the job just as good if not better than you mm -hmm. and then give your energy to now where i'm coaching classes i am 1000 percent locked in i am the same Manny every single freaking day instead of, you know, like I was telling you guys, like 5 a.m. Manny Monday was bang, let's go. And then 5.30 p.m. Friday was like, just fucking do it. Just don't get hurt. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Talk about uh, best purchase over $150. 100%. 100,000%. So the PTBA. This, yeah. Sure. Th let's, let's talk a little more about this and Matt's course and your opportunity because it's really interesting hearing you talk about this in COVID and I'm the head coach at a gym in Denver and gyms are, you know, arguably one of the, the biggest, um, people hit by COVID. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and we could probably dive really deep into that's actually what people need the most health, yeah. fitness, right. 100%. Um, to be more resilient against COVID and disease and things like that. And yet, you know, gyms are considered, uh, you know, they can close, but other things can stay open and it doesn't make sense. And, uh, you've had a lot of resiliency. You've had a, like, I can't even imagine, even we did zoom calls for a while and those were more exhausting for me than coaching in person. Cause you have yep. to plan ahead of time. Mm -hmm. You don't know who's going to show up. It's like, you can't be in person to coach no. them, but it's no. like live. And, um, you know, that was exhausting. And yet it sounds like you've had so much growth yeah. this past year. And you know, a lot of uncertainty. You didn't know if money was going to show up. You didn't know where it was going to come from. And you still decided to invest mm -hmm. during that time. So what was it that made you, you know, invest in yourself and in the gym with Matt's course at such a time of uncertainty? So I think so. So obviously it was it was that time to grow. Right. It was it was it was understanding that, like, again, I could play victim to this and I could let COVID just shut my gym down and I could just be like, nope, this is too hard. I'm going to wait till COVID blows over. And then I'm going to open back up. Right. And instead I was like, no, I don't want this to happen again, but I also don't want to work hard. I want to be able to next time if COVID shuts down the gym, I want to be able to post workouts, freeze everyone's membership, provide coaching if needed. And that's it. Like, that's what I want to be able to do. I, I want to be able, or to even pay coaches to run zoom classes. Like I want to be able to step away and be confident that I've created enough security and enough of a asset to the gym that I'm able to do that without us like struggling and banging our heads against the wall. Right? Like I feel that is a successful business. Mm -hmm. And Matt came out, I think it was during quarantine. You came out with your, with your, uh, social media challenge for like the hundred bucks or whatever. Uh, yeah, I did a few things. You did a few ba things. Back then it was probably, you did one about taking photos. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was taking, taking it was photos. taking photos. I spoke yeah, a yeah. bit about branding and video. Yeah. Yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. And, and so I took that and I was like, all right, I can dig on this mat. And then as my just burnout just kept coming up, Matt just kept coming with me. Right. Like, like I was like, I'm, I'm fucking tired, dude. And then here's Matt. Are you tired of working? Are you, are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? I'm like, God damn, man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I guess Is the my big... house wired. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Know this? <laughs> Where, are you in my brain? Um, so yeah, so yes. I guess, at yes, the... <laughs> yes, yes, I am. So yes, at that time, um, so I have, so, so one of my, one of my teeth were like essentially rotting out. Right. I had to get a root canal. I couldn't even pay for the fucking root mm. canal and it was painful, but I couldn't pay for that. 
And I was like, I'm, I, I have no money in sight. Like I have no extra income in sight to pay for, to fix my damn tooth. So now what do I do? So then I was thinking, I was like, well, I had this, I had, I had a car at the time that I was like, I don't like, I'm getting that truck for free. I was like, I don't really need, like, I don't really need a car right now. And it was 2,900 that I could sell it for. And I was like, I'll take that. I'll fix my tooth. But then I was like, then what? It's like, like, like then what? Right. Mm -hmm. Where I was like, it's very rare for me to have this amount of money. Imagine how many teeth I can fix with some fucking guidance. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and and that was the thing. And like, that's interesting. I don't think most people think that way. No. And like Kinsey and I kept going back and forth because she is like so health oriented. And like when it comes to like your, your body, your health, like your, your teeth, whatever, like she's like, no, you get that fixed. And I was like, yeah, I was like, but you know, this is a great opportunity for me to just elevate and just for me to level up and step up my game and be the person that I want to become and that I know I can become. And I'm going to get there quicker with guidance. Right. I've been throwing shit at the wall, hoping it stick for about three years. And I'm in the same exact boat financially that I was three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's why people get into business. No, I don't think that's just, why people have careers. Yeah, just to stop you real quick. One of my favorite questions is what is it costing you by not asking mm-hmm. for help? Exactly. And it sounds like that's exactly where you were. That's what it was. And I was like, in, and I was like, the, the, there's no reason like the I got on a call with Matt and he kind of told me what was like, what was going on and like how he can help and stuff. And I was like, dude, like this is. Like, this is great. Like I've wanted to, I was looking for a mentor at that time and all through COVID anyway. And I didn't know who to go to, you know, I wasn't sure like which direction I wanted to, to sort of be. And, you know, I talked with Matt and it just stuck with me. And I was like, this is, I was like, this is what I need. I was like, it doesn't matter if I go the gym route, if I go the personal training route, like it doesn't matter. I just need direction. Mm -hmm. And then at that point I was like, fuck it. I think on the, the sales call or whatever, like you talked a little bit and I was like, I'm in like, I, <laughs> yeah. like I'm in, I was just so the easiest sale, sale uh, Yeah, dude. I was, <laughs> I was just, I was literally so just fed up of being subpar yeah. financially, passionately fulfilled, like whatever, whatever it was, I was just so tired of being subpar and stuck in this hamster wheel and kept thinking, well, one day it's going to get better. One day it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck no. It's right now. If you want it. It's literally staring you right in your face. Yeah. So if you want it, you will take it. And that's what I did. Dude, that's exactly like you were talking about earlier. How we partway through this part of the conversation, you were like, luck, it's not going to just come. You can't just sit in this chair. And and to an extent, luck, luck will come. And that yeah. was luck, right? Mm-hmm. It was there. But you had to make the choice. Yep. You had to step in. You had to sign up for the program and invest in yourself. Yeah. And I mean, for the record, I told Matt this. I mean, the, the programs essentially... I've made triple what I paid for the program already. And I haven't even. Let's fucking go. Like I haven't even like scratched this. Like I haven't even scratched this. It wasn't even, I didn't even finish the program with Matt. Yeah. And I already made, you know, 7,000 bucks. And I was like, well, fucking A. Like that's literally all I needed. And obviously the, the content, shameless plug, like the mindset, the, the niching, the niche, whatever the fuck it is. Like discovering like who you are and who you want to help is the biggest, like, answer that I needed. And that's exactly what I got. So here's the cool thing about this is that I think you're on my easiest sale sell because we're very similar. Yeah. We're kind of loud, funny. Yeah. Uh, we're wearing crop tops, crop tops. flamingos, yeah. you know, all the way. And something I, I saw with, um, a lot of my members were going through this process and then realizing that like, wow, if you're just authentically yourself, all the things are coming to mm-hmm. you. And that's, how I made the sell to you because yeah. we were so aligned and I was just being myself. Yeah. 
And seeing you show up online, just being yourself, um, without all the, you know, tactics yeah. for lack of a better word, you start making set sales. I don't know why I can't say the word, yeah. uh, cause I hate it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you just showing up as yourself. Yeah. Um, you start attracting more people mm-hmm. and that's a huge part of this. Um, and I also think one big thing that you're touching on is that people don't realize that sometimes it takes a step back to move forward. And when I say that, I mean like investing in yourself, Mm -hmm. spending the thousands of dollars, which you don't really have to know that it's going to come back and make Mm $7,000, you know? And it's even like, I had that experience during COVID. I was still coaching CrossFit classes, doing the zoom calls too. And I was trying to build this business and I wanted to be the CrossFit photographer in Colorado. COVID shut all the events down. So I'm like, now what? And I couldn't spend whatever it was, 10 hours a week driving to the classes when the gyms opened up or spending the time, like Taylor said, prepping for the Zoom calls and doing the Zoom calls and then um, and then de-prepping or whatever um, yeah. after the calls and spending those 10 hours a week to make whatever, 20 bucks an hour that I was making, which is really more like 20 bucks every two hours because of yeah. all the prep and everything. And, and the energy it was taking me was just taking away from the long-term game of building my business. Yeah. So I had to make the decision. I'm like, I talked to my owner. I'm like, I'm done coaching. This is it. I'm done coaching. And I'm going to lose that immediate money. But knowing that now I have 10 hours back in my life that I can grow my business with. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to be like, I'm going to lose whatever, a thousand bucks a month. Yep. But I know if I can put everything into this business, it's going to come back tenfold. Exactly. And that's super important. That, and that's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, and I think too, and I, I, feel, you, I feel you guys like align with certain values that I have, like... I thrive when I'm putting myself in uncomfortable situations, right? So like I was gonna ask you. Yeah. You feel like, like you thrive under pressure and it. Yeah, I mean I, I really do. Like even going back to sports, like I always wanted the fourth and goal. You know, I always wanted the like for, for wrestling, like I wanted to be I needed a takedown with, you know, ten seconds left. Like I wanted to be the anchor on the the four by one relay. Like I love that shit, you know? Cause I know if I do regardless, if I give my all and if I succeed, then f- awesome. If I give my all and I fail, I gave my all. There, 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 there's nothing more. If there was absolutely nothing more that I could have done, then I have nothing to like hold my head about or be ashamed about, you know. But getting that money and being like, I, I could put this away in savings. I could like invest it. Like I can, <clears throat> I can buy another car because initially it was like I could sell this car and buy another car. Yeah. yeah. And could then it was one like one more month of rent. It could be one more month of rent and. Um, you know, even with, with my, like with bringing on weight as a coach, like I took, I took a hit on my salary and it was going to make things really, really tough. But then that forced me to make PT sales, like to start programs, like to launch programs. Cause if I wanted to survive, I couldn't just sit there and do nothing. Mm-hmm. So I put myself in that super uncomfortable, vulnerable situation. Cause I know like, dude, it's all on you now. It's it's not the universe's fault. It's not COVID's fault. It's not the gym down the street still in your client's fault. It's up to you, man. So if you, if this is important to you, yeah, you're gonna do whatever it takes. Man, know? talk about extreme ownership. Sounds like you're a whole new man. One hundred percent. After twenty twenty. One hundred percent. He's a whole new Manny. Manny, oh, dude. Man. Yeah, I'm catching on. I'm catching yeah, on. Yeah. Catch on. <laughs> dude, and this and this sort of started. So like at Wadapalooza, I talked with Jason Kalipa, and he was talking to me about these metrics and I had no idea what these metric metrics are. And he's like, pretty much said like, and you're a gym owner. 
Like, yeah. like he, like he asked me that, and I, I like thought about. It. I'm like, well, holy shit, I guess I'm not. And then even my good friends that we went with, like I just met with them a couple weeks ago. They're like, dude, I just want to say I'm proud of you. They're like, I want to like even from last year, which we knew you were a great person last year. The amount of effort and work that you put in for yourself, for the gym, for the people around you is phenomenal. And you don't really see that, right? Because you're just in the trenches digging, digging, digging. But people see that shit, man. You know, and it's... It's so nice when you get that feedback. It's so nice, dude. So we're going to take a second right here and we're going to fucking celebrate Manny. For your growth, it's so important to celebrate your wins. You know, so we're going to celebrate you. I want you to celebrate yourself right now. Fucking give a round of applause. Let's go. Let's go, dude. It's so important to, to see this growth and reflect on it and know that like you're putting in the work yeah. and it's changing. And yeah, a lot of times people might not tell you. Mm -hmm. So someone's got to celebrate. Gonna tell you. Yeah, so, you. you know, it's important. It's something I teach in my course too. And it's something I make sure I do. Taylor and I talk all the time. We make a sale, like let's crack a beer and let's celebrate. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. It's fucking great. Yeah. Okay, so I want to. I just want to flash back a little bit. Let's think about you know, midst of COVID, all the uncertainty bef right before signing up for Matt's course. Uh, you know, it's often said when the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of change, then you will change. Yeah. Do you feel like that? That resonates with where you were. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent, dude. One hundred percent. I finally had realized because, like, and I think that's why, like, regular nine to five wasn't great with me because my complacency would like always reach so quick. You know. Yeah. And. I would never realize that. I would always just be like, okay with it. I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm making a paycheck. I get to just chill on the weekends. And it wasn't until like now that I realized that I know what, I, I know the trajectory of my life if I don't change, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know if I stay the same and I'm the same person when COVID hits next or when it is the, the afterwards, I'm going to go out of business. And that in itself, and like, I think I just had so much pride with three failing businesses before that, that I was like, I don't want a fourth, you yeah. know, like, like failure is now like, it's not an option, right? Like I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep this thing when it's in my control. Right. So I think it was the pain of me, like looking at my bank statement every day or every month or my membership rate or like the amount of money that I was even making on my tax returns and thinking like, this is horseshit. You know, this is not you. This is like you've put in a lot of like time and effort and energy and just to look at yourself and not to put a number on you, but to put to put that in perspective, like you're worth more. You know, you are worth far more. You're providing so much more value to be right here in this situation to not to be able to fix your fucking tooth. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So so that's what it took then kind of hitting that low point, signing up for Matt. How are things different now? How would you view opportunities, investing yourself? Is that different? Is your mindset different around that? Yeah, 100%. Because now, now I know that like, well, first off, you you get out what you put in. You know what I mean? So if, so, yeah. if I, so if I invest again, like I'm not going to just, I'm going to take advantage of whatever investments I take, right? So even if it's a conversation with you guys, like just shooting the shit or whatever, like I'm going to take everything that I can use and need and i'm going to really just like let it resonate marinate with me whatnot um i got off topic dude so i forgot the question i'm so sorry repeat the question yeah no worries dude. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> it's fine yeah. Yeah. roll with it baby that's uh, what we're here for no i was just asking you know because because a lot of people i work with a lot of people matt works with it really takes them kind of hitting rock bottom to make yes. the changes that change yeah. their life and so i'm curious now how you know are you going to wait for that or now are you in it it sounds like I already know the answer, but you're just going to do the things ahead of time before yeah. you need to. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
I'm just going to keep challenging myself, right? Yeah. I'm just going to keep putting myself out there and putting myself in those uncomfortable situations. Um, cause that's where I'm going to find that perspective. I'm going to see like, what, what does that now look like? You know, if I, if somebody came to me and they're like, Hey Manny, we love your product. Like I, we would love it to be in, you know, two other gyms in whatever area. I'd be like, you know, fuck yeah. Like what is like, what does that look like? What does that entail? Mm -hmm. Life's just too short. Life is literally too short just to like sit back and wait for things to happen, you know? And I didn't realize that. And COVID was a great example of that is you could die. You could literally die. And that's one thing like, I, I think we'll talk about it, but like, I think about that often. Like you can be wiped out at any time. And if I was to die right now, would I be happy with what I did? I'd be, I'd be stoked. You know, I, I think I left a pretty decent legacy. But did it leave a great legacy? Pretty decent. Pretty decent. Soft talk. Mad yeah. decent. You know, did I leave a great legacy? Absolutely not. Like I. So what would it take to leave a great legacy? Great question. I want to. Tangibly, I can't say a number, but I want to help. Thousands, thousands of people in some capacity. I've probably helped hundreds. All right, live timeout, live goal setting session. Taylor's Mr. Goal Setting over here. You said you can't put a number to it, and I know Taylor's gonna tell you to put a number to it because how will you know if you don't if you're not specific enough, how will you know you reach that goal? True. So how will you know if you ever left a great legacy if you're not specific enough? So Taylor, hit him with it. Sweet. Okay, we're gonna put a number on it, but before we do, I'm gonna tell you to be unreasonable. Okay. Like we talked we actually we talked about this earlier, right? Shooting for the moon. Ten X, right? Yeah. How many people do you want to help? It came to mind just 500,000 people. Let's fucking go. I love okay. that. 500,000 people. Define help. I want to provide clarity and or direction for their fitness needs and or goals. Okay. We're, we're getting somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, how would you measure that? If somebody, if somebody came to me and they had a question or a struggle and I could give them an answer Okay. that they can, that they can put into action. So how is that going to impact their lives? Well, it depends on what they're struggling with. It, it's going to impact it positively Okay. because that one thing of, Hey, I, I'm hurting. Okay. How's your sleep? It's awful. Sleep more. There you go. <laughs> you guys write that down, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Write that down. Just sleep more. But I guess, but I guess something, something that they can take that will positively impact their daily life in a fitness aspect, mental aspect. Okay. So tell me if this sounds accurate. You want to help change people's lives. Yes. You want to do that through fitness. Yes. Okay. So what if we said, I change 500,000 people's lives through fitness. I change 500,000 people's life through fitness. I like it. How does that feel? It feels fucking awesome. Let's, let's go. Uh, after this, we're going to write it down. All right. All right. I'm we're going to make it, write it down. I'm going to put it on a big ass freaking printout. Yeah. Put it right above my mantras. Listen, this right is now. a, this is a normal occurrence. We, we don't have any paper here, but Matt and I have been gotten brunch before and I make them write down goals on receipts. Mm -hmm. Abracadabra so with my word. I create words are magic. Yeah. You write it down. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. All right, so we can, we can time back in. We All just right. set an awesome goal. That was great. Uh, I, I wanted to touch back on what we were talking about before. 
um, kind of reaching rock bottom. And I know I tell Taylor this all the time. Sometimes we are just so on the same page. We're so synced up. My Our left cycles are starts tingling. Up. His right testicle starts tingling. And we're just, we become one. He asked the perfect question. I'm just going to ask in a different way. Do you think it, it would take again to hit quote unquote rock bottom again to make changes? Or do, do now you think you've been there already and you won't let it happen again if you know, you're always going to be looking for the next best thing for the mm-hmm. gym, the next best thing for yourself, for your relationships, all those things that it's not going to take, um, you know, again, rock bottom, whatever that looks like in those scenarios. Uh, yeah. Do you think you need to hit again? Or are you just like, now you're on the path and, and you're on the rocket ship? Yeah. So I'm for sure on the rocket ship and I'm chilling next to you guys and we're see- sipping cool margaritas. You know what I mean? Let's margaritas go. On the moon. That's the only margaritas thing missing today is yeah. margaritas oh, in the sunshine. Oh, Might have to get some after we work out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'll kind of actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll touch on this here in a sec. But I mean, now, like, I'm now proactive, right? I'm no yeah. longer waiting for whatever happens. If, like, if something bad was to ha- happen, I'm not going to just be like, oh, well, I'll just cross that bridge when I get there. Now it's I'm going to be as proactive and prepared as possible, right? And and um, I've been doing it as of late, but just cold therapy, right? And my mindset behind that now is it's uncomfortable. But now the more that I the more that I know with cold showers how freaking cold they're going to be, I'm not phased by it, right? I know that shit's going to be cold, and I know when I get done, it's going to be great. It's going to be fulfilling. Whereas before, with many of my life, I was always afraid of what the outcome was going to be, so I never touched it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this sort of stems back and this is kind of like a, a side story. And I talked with Matt about this, but actually last year, um, it was February 2nd. I, uh, I was out drinking with some buddies and whatnot. Um, I essentially got pulled over for DUI, got arrested and charged with the DUI. I was drinking, smoking pot or actually took an edible. But um, and it was actually at that moment that that was my rock bottom. You know what I mean? It was my rock bottom to be sitting in that cell with all these and there's still people so i'll still respect them as people but with all these like individuals who trick the system and are constantly trying to get out of the system mm-hmm. and they're like well why did you blow in the breathalyzer why did you say yes i'm like i don't freaking know this this isn't my this isn't my jam dude like this is the last place i think i would ever be so at that point is also when i realized like i have control of my life and I literally let myself go through every single step to get here. So I deserve to be there 100%. But it was at that point where I was like, nothing is going to control me. Nothing is going to control my emotion. Nothing is going to stop me for achieving this legacy that I want to that I want to possess, right? That's when I realized this petty shit that you're doing. We all do it. We've all driven, buzzed, drunk. And I was, doesn't matter. My life could have ended that that night, mm-hmm. right? I could have been, I could have hit somebody. I could have been in an accident, and it wouldn't have even been my fault. But because I was under the influence, I could have been charged with the, with murder, right? And I could have just rot in fucking prison. And it was at that point that I was like, no, I'm control of my life. I'm control of whatever happens to me and how I respond to it. Mm-hmm. And it was after that morning when I had to call Kinsey at four thirty in the morning to tell her I got arrested. Wow. That's when that's that was rock bottom for me. And that whole next day I cried and I cried and I cried. And it fucking hurt, you know? Cuz that's not who I was. People know me, people who know me know that's not who I was. Mm-hmm. But it was at that point and then obviously COVID and shit started coming up and I was like, "No. Fuck you." Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm in control. I think yeah. that's a really important distinction. A lot of people love the idea of growth. Mm-hmm. They like, you know, <clears throat> it's this conception of like, oh yeah, growth, growth, growth. But really what people love is having been on the other side of growth, mm-hmm. having making made it through growth. Yep. However, growth is hard. Growth hurts. Growth is painful. That's why it's growing pains, yep. right? And so I commend you because, you know, a lot of people don't take action because of fear and they don't like being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Just going back to, you know, uh, the cold therapy, right? Cold plunge, ice bath, that sort of stuff. It's like the more you put yourself in uncomfortable situations, the more resilient you are. Mm -hmm. So when everything, you know, something comes up again, all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's no big deal. And that's how we move forward. So I'm curious, you know, kind of switching topics. How do you define success? For me, um, it's just going back to the helping people. I've always been someone who's valued giving to this world, not just taking from it. So if I'm able to give more, whether that is for health, for fitness, for my humor, for my friendship, for just being a listener, whatever it is that I can give, if I'm giving more than I'm receiving, that's success for me. The money stuff. I've survived on very little. So anything anything more is great, right? Anything more than 2000 bucks a month is great. Anything more than $1,200 a month is fucking phenomenal. Mm. But it's the fact that, like, I can get messages or I can hear people say, like, dude, you changed my life. Or not even changed my life, like... You, you are so helpful. You helped my son. You helped my grandpa. You've, you've helped, you know, this, this old lady who couldn't even get up and down off the floor. Like that's my success. That's my legacy. If when I'm gone, people are like, he helped. Like that's, that's literally all he did was just help people. I know that's awesome. So do you consider yourself successful? Fucking a let's go. He didn't even hesitate. No, stared me in the eye. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Okay. You know, and like, I do talk about like, and I think too, it's kind of in that same mindset. Like we talk about like, you know, me being afraid to die because I didn't do enough. And it's true because I feel like, you know, even though I help and even though I'm successful and I could die and I could be fine with it, I always want more. Right. Yeah. I think just like with that helper mentality, I always want to just keep digging, keep helping. You got to keep showing up, keep showing up, dude. Keep showing up. Yeah, it, and it w- it does come back mm-hmm. tenfold. Oh, 100%. Even, but I think that's great. Like, that's not what you're doing it for. Yeah. And you're not doing it for the money or to be helped back. You're just serving. Yep. And it feels great to do it. <laughs> it feels so good, dude. Talk okay, I got another question I'm curious for you. Uh, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? If I knew I couldn't fail, I would go back one month and invest a million dollars in GameStop stock. <laughs> okay, okay. Good True. answer. Same, Good same. answer. <laughs> um, I think we all would. Yeah. Um, if I knew I couldn't, if I knew I couldn't fail, I think I would be just more open to um, things like ideas that I'm not comfortable with. You know, I'm I'm familiar with fitness. I'm not going to open a restaurant. You know, but I think it would be fun. Right. I have some great ideas like the Michael Scott paper company. I have a lot of names for like cool restaurants and like big cool idea concepts. Guy. Yeah. So, um, but I don't know. I think if I, if I knew I couldn't fail, fuck dude, that's a good question. Cause I feel like you define what fail means, right? Like you, like sure. you define what failure means. Like if, 
I opened a restaurant and it ended up having to close down, I'd be like, I lasted one week in here, baby. Like that wasn't a failure, you know? Um, I love this mindset. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. It's, is there such thing as failure? Yeah. I, I mean, I think not to, not to avoid Taylor's question. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like, I think failure is part of the game. For right? sure. Like I, and, and so for me to think that like failure isn't part of the process is kind of foreign, mm. I guess. Yeah. Did I, did I say anything different? That was great. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, it, you're not afraid to fail. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing. So, um, you know, Taylor asked me that question once and I sat there and I was thinking about it. And I was like, what would I do if I, if I knew I wasn't going to fail? I'm like, I'm already doing it. Yeah. I'm already doing what I want to do. You know, I, I left New York City being an engineer to pursue fitness and pursue photography and all this stuff. Like, I'm already doing it. I'm not afraid to fail. So mm-hmm. I'm already doing it. I think that's your answer. Yeah. You're already doing it. You know, so yeah, perfect. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So kind of wrap up any other, you know, last pieces of wisdom from Manny, anything else you want to talk about? What questions should we have asked you that we didn't ask you? (sighs) Well, we talked about a little bit about just like playing that victim mentality and I don't like to tell people how to live, live their lives. You know, I don't like to be the one that, that posts uh, unsolicited advice like but I just feel I just personally feel that when I started to to thrive and show up more in my life is when I decided to stop playing victim and stop blaming things for my mishaps or circumstances or whatnot and taking full responsibility for whatever it is that I did and whatever it is I put out there um it's so easy you know with and and I don't mean this in any negative way but it's so easy to collect unemployment during COVID right? It's so easy to shut down your business during COVID. And I keep using COVID as that excuse, but it is, it's so easy to just quit when you get fired from your job, you know, to, if you were a personal trainer and you got let go of, like, it's so easy just to be like, yeah, this isn't me. But I feel more that you would accept that responsibility that you are in charge of your own life and your own actions and what you can make out of that that's when you're going to start thriving and it doesn't. And again, like thriving isn't, you know, you're going to run, you know, 50,000 10 Ks and you're going to make, you know, a hundred million dollars. Like, no, like thriving is all relative to yourself. So if you just stop playing victim and you start appreciating every moment that you have or any opportunity you have, and you accept the responsibility of whatever that outcome is, you're going to start getting places Mm -hmm. and hell that that's not even in business. That's in fitness. That's in health that's in your life, that's in your relationships. When you stop blaming the other person and you realize you are responsible for 100% of how you respond to things, things just start flowing better. And you're not angry, you're not upset, you're not lonely, you're not anxious. That was so perfect. That, that's incredible. That, I don't have anything to add yeah, to that. Yeah, that, that is the cherry on top. That was beautiful, Manny. Thank you. I love it, dude. Where can people find you? Yo, so um, you can find me first off physically here at Crossford Loveland in Northern Colorado. Oh, yeah. Even if you guys want to come drop in, cool place, great owner. I know the owner. Um, I'll tell you what, the, I've seen the crop top on social media. It looks way better in person. It's way worth better. the trip. Yeah. Well, def- definitely worth the trip. For sure. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at, at TrueFit, that's T-R-U-F-I-T-3-7 on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. You can just find me at Manuel Trujillo on Facebook. Um, you can follow CrossFit Loveland as well. I'm always on there doing some shit. Um, and then, yeah, 
That's where I'm at. Awesome. Thanks awesome. so much, man. Yeah. Dude. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Super boys. Fun. Now we get to work out and then maybe go get some Margs after. Oh, Remove dude. the maybe. Oh, dude. maybe. We're get doing some it? Margs We're after. getting Margs after. Let's go. Yeah. Drop dots coming off. Let's go.